0: Praise, Praise to, to the, the man who communed
1: with Jehovah. Jesus anointed that prophet and
0: savior. <laughs> Last dispensation sits and something and saints will, will revere. Hail well to the prophet ascended in heaven. Traitors and <laughs> tyrants. We'll fight fight
1: him in vain. That's us. We're traitors and tyrants. We're fighting
0: him in vain
1: (laughs) because nothing can stop the rolling forth of the kingdom of God. No, it can't. Did you know that a man might as well put his puny arm in the Missouri River to stop it in its course than to stop the the unfolding of
0: the fullness of
1: the God? That's in the Doctrine and Covenants.
0: Hey, uh, hi, Sister Twain.
1: Hi, Brother Coffee. Welcome Ugh. to Hot Drinks. I feel really gross.
0: Um, so we cut off right before my favorite line, oh, which sorry. is... It's fine. It's totally fine. We'd sung way too much. Right after we cut off, the next line in that song, uh-huh, the uh-huh. man, is mingling with God. Mingling. And when I was a child, I thought mingling was a Chinese person that was with God. <laughs> <laughs> mingling <laughs> is with God. It's mingling, so like the verb. I know. Oh, yeah, It's so great. But I just thought, oh, there's a Chinaman with God. <laughs> Because I was a racist little child. Anyway. Shit! Okay. So we're doing a brevet. Welcome
1: to the brevet. It's nice and hot. It's a hot brevet. It's we not just, a demitas. We it's just, a hot brevet. No, we brewed it. And if you're wondering yet we about... We extracted it. The demitas. We have not made a demitas yet, so you're not missing anything. You guys,
0: we're busy. We're single parents. Oh my God! We're busy.
1: We're so fucking busy. I have
0: 72 jobs. So,
1: um... We have some listeners who are not Mormon. Right. Um, and I thought we would do a brevet to go over some of the Mormon speak, Mormon references that we have referenced in the 19 episodes that wow, we've
0: Wow, 19. I know. So just some basics uh, of Mormonism.
1: Because.
0: Just so people have like a point of reference.
1: Right. Because we want you to be as appalled and flabbergasted by it all as we are.
0: We want you, like, on the inner circle. Yes. The holy of holies, as it were.
1: <laughs> Which.
0: That's not even a really a Mormon thing. That's an Old Testament thing.
1: But, but no, there's, like, supposedly this room in a Mormon temple that's yeah. at the very tiptop top floor that only maybe the prophet can go into. Yeah, I because, think
0: the, all the twelve can.
1: Because maybe Jesus talks to them in there. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Anyway.
0: So we're gonna start with just kind of a general overview of Mormonism, where it came from, kind of what the general belief systems are. What are you looking for?
1: So oh, I was looking for I was it was more of like an ethereal in the ether kind oh, of looking.
0: You're looking for the Holy Ghost.
1: <laughs> He's invisible, brother Coffee.
0: So give us do you wanna give us a little rundown of Mormonism? Okay, so
1: Yeah, I'm sure all even non Mormons and we'll say nevermos a lot nevermos means you were never a mormon which sure. seems like a dumb thing to say but in our community and in our existence there's mormons there's exmos and there's nevermos or
0: sometimes postmos is post-mos, also
1: postmos yes yeah. um, you'll also hear people refer to some mormons as jack mormons and those are the ones that are like yeah i believe but they don't really really like adhere to all the the rules. the rules and 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 we'll get into that
0: okay so give us joseph,
1: a i'm sure all the nevermos have heard of joseph smith maybe <laughs> so joseph smith it, this is how the story goes this is how they teach it in the whitewashed sunday school classes just
0: a real quick version because i feel sick to my stomach
1: he's four he was 14 years old and he's living in palmyra new york sure and there were all of these churches, and they were all like, we're the true church. We're the real church. And all these pastors were apparently real dicks about it. And jo- Joseph Smith pulled out his Bible and pulled open right up to this scripture. that was like, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So he went into this grove of trees, now known as the sacred grove, Right. Which is a popular Mormon tourist spot. Right. Oh yes, you heard that right. Yes, and he prayed, and again the way the whitewashed Mormon version is told, because there are multiple versions. multiple versions. You're not okay
0: from Joseph's own account. Brother, coffee. This is so. I'm yeah. so uncomfortable. Let me eat a chip.
1: <laughs> he knelt down and prayed, and he felt forces of evil overcome him, right. but then they subsided. And this bright light.
0: One time when I was in seminary, our <laughs> seminary teacher told us that the forces of evil were dirty thoughts.
1: Oh, my God. That,
0: that was what Satan used to almost stop Joseph I, from completing this mission.
1: Fuck me. Anyway, brighter than the noonday sun, a light a descended from the top tops of the trees, the through top-ty-tops. the trees. <laughs> and... Uh, in that bright And way. hello, governor. <laughs> it was Jesus and God it was hev- from the top to tops of the trees. It was Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And they said to Joseph, none of them are true. We're gonna restore the real true gospel.
0: Right. Through you. Through you. A 14-year-old boy. Yeah. You've had a 14-year-old boy in your life. I have a 15-year-old oh, boy. I've had two 14-year-old boys. Neither one of them is restoring any religions. <laughs> I just want them to throw their trash away and wear deodorant. <laughs>
1: Anyway, that's the basic story and then over the subsequent years he receives little bits of knowledge and a lot some of this knowledge comes from angels even he claims was visited by uh Peter, James, and John, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. at some point. Among others. Among other angels you only know about from the Book of Mormon.
0: So part two of Mormonism that you may know from the musical, The Book of Mormon. (laughs) You can really get all this if you just go listen to All-American Prophet on the Book of Mormon. Go do it. Um, so Joseph, like, started the church, blah, 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 like, all that stuff. But he also was told by an angel to dig into a hill and find some golden plates, which he did. And then he translated those. Now, when we were k- kids, mm-hmm. we taught that he... We were taught that he used this thing called the Urim and Thummim. And maybe they were kind of, like, magical glasses made of stone. We, don't, we didn't really know. But then what we and he would, like, look at the plates. but It's kind of like Google Translate. Like, the glasses would just translate the words on the plates, and then he could just read them. Right. But then later, um, a bunch of people found out that he really just looked into a hat and just, like, said what it said. He wasn't even looking at the gold plates. So, makes you wonder why there had to be gold plates to begin with.
1: He literally... And the church has owned up to this fact. Yeah,
0: which for a long time, this fact was considered like a lie and like anti-Mormon propaganda. But then there are historical records that prove that it's true. So now the church is like, oh, yeah, just kidding. It's true.
1: Yeah, they had no choice but to say, oh, yeah, it's true that he looked into a hat that had a stone in it that is now referred to as the seer stone. We don't even I don't know if they even talk about the Urim and Thummim anymore. Oh, true. Yeah. And that's how he translated these golden plates. The golden plates weren't inside the hat, so we don't know what the fuck he was doing. No.
0: So anyway, so
1: that's the basic, basic, basic. Yeah, of how the, the
0: church started. The
1: golden plates, apparently, was written. This the accounts written by prophets on this continent, North the American it, continent, and the South American continent. So basically, like scripture from prophets on this side of the world. And translated them and called them the Book of Mormon. And the reason he called it the Book of Mormon was... because the
0: last prophet was named Mormon. Or uh, Moroni. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Mormon was the compiler. That's what oh, that's, I just remembered. Oh,
1: he's the one who put it all together.
0: Anyway, do you guys feel the spirit? Because we're going to take a little break. <laughs> and then we're going to jump into some other kind of basic Mormon beliefs.
1: I'm going to need some alcohol.
0: Okay. Have you heard of the All-American Prophet? Joseph Smith? That's a line from the musical Book of Mormon.
1: I know, but I didn't know the next part.
0: I don't know it either. Oh, okay. um, your sister Twain's eating some chips. I'm sorry. <laughs> because we're here for the professionalism.
1: You just shoved the phone on my face. I did.
0: I just start recording. So, um, so that's kind of how the church started. So now the basic kind of beliefs of Mormonism. They say they are Christian. They believe in Christ. Um, they... One of the big things they teach is about an eternal family. So when you get married, you get married in the temple. And we'll dig into temples a little bit later. Yeah, we will. Um, You get married in the temple. And when you're married in the temple, you are sealed to your spouse, which means that your marriage continues after this life. Right. For eternity.
1: For eternity. And so
0: your children are your children for all eternity. Your spouse is your spouse for all eternity. And that's a big deal in the Mormon church because, obviously, when when you are one of the children that falls away from the church or leaves the church, then you are breaking that eternal promise. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that chance for the family to be together, like, you just screwed it all up.
1: Oh, yeah. But then, you know, just like with everything in Mormonism, there are some people that will tell you, oh, no, that's not true. Even if they go astray, they'll still be sealed to me. Yes. But, you know, Mormonism, like all religions, is people will make it what they need to make it even though even if it's not really
0: documented yeah yeah so that's a big belief um there's also kind of one of the other popular beliefs is the word of wisdom which is, should we get into the Word of Wisdom?
1: Really quick. I mean, the name of our podcast is Hot Dranks, yeah. which is based literally oh, off that's true. of the Word of Wisdom. Because in the
0: Word of Wisdom, they say hot drinks are not for the belly.
1: <laughs> which is where our email comes from, which is Belly at gmail.com.
0: So we could do a whole episode about the Word of Wisdom. But essentially, <laughs> it was a revelation, meaning God told Joseph Smith this, yes, and it was a law of health. Yeah. that the that the saints were supposed to live. Now if you actually read the word of wisdom what it tells you is like you shouldn't eat a lot of meat. It specifically says only eat meat in winter or times of famine right. that you should eat a lot of grains and vegetables. It mentions hot drinks and it also mentions strong drinks, but it doesn't specifically mention alcohol
1: or coffee or
0: coffee. But that is sort of but if you but the modern interpretation of the word of wisdom, even though it's really about like eating grains and like not eating meat. Have you ever met a Mormon vegetarian? <laughs> there's like four of them. They
1: lo- Mormons love meat. They okay. love
0: meat. And they, and they love to eat. Like, it's a big part of Mormon culture. I know. And, and so I would it, say there's a lot of, like... I mean, I don't say this in a judgy way because I am an overweight person. But there are a lot of, Mor- of overweight Mormons. There is not a culture of health in the Mormon church. There's
1: not. but Which would make a nevermo who's listening to this think, well, what the fuck? If the word of wisdom is so important... Why aren't they abiding more by it? By the parts far, about
0: eating grains and eating fruits. And less and, yeah. meat
1: and, and being healthy. and Because here's the thing. It's the coffee, the tea, and the alcohol and the and drugs. Like cigarettes, yeah. Or tobacco. Yeah. That keep you from going to the temple. Right. They don't ask you. Right. How much meat have you had this month?
0: Well, that... I, so there's a very popular thing in Utah, which are sort of... Um, soda shops because Mormons don't drink alcohol. So there's a lot of these places where you can go get soda and they'll put like flavored syrups in them and cream and whatever. And my brother, who is not a Mormon, it drives him insane because, you know, Mormons sort of will will profess to have like a moral high ground when it comes to health because they don't drink coffee and they don't drink wine and they don't drink tea so they're living this healthier higher standard right. but then they will go get a 44 ounce Mountain Dew with pineapple syrup yeah. and cherry syrup right. and whipped cream on top exactly. and they'll get that like three times a day Right. and my brother my brother's always like can I just get an iced tea and I'm like they don't sell iced tea here you know because that would be that would be against this law of health Right. whereas like a Red Bull with uh
1: <laughs> you know whatever with a
0: coke and right. coconut syrup is totally fine.
1: It's totally fine. So it doesn't make a whole lot of goddamn Now stuff.
0: listen, I love those sodas every once in a while. I think they're a tasty treat, but to try but but it's the hypocrisy of pretending yeah. that you have a moral high ground on health when really you're when really it's just about it's about exclusion. It's right. about saying people Absolutely. who do this are in, people who who don't do this are out.
1: Absolutely. So which anyway. which leads me to tithing. Oh, okay. Which also is required for temple attendance. Um, And so tithing is 10% of your gross income. So you get a paycheck every two weeks. You look at the gross amount. And then you cut a check for 10% of that. And you mail it off every time you get paid. Um,
0: I used to draw off net amount. Oh. I was a rebel, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> and they ask you that in the worthiness interviews. They have worthiness interviews because you have to be quote-unquote worthy to go to the temple. Temples not a church building. Yeah, so
0: let's let's break down the difference between temples and churches because we've talked about that a lot.
1: Wow. I, do you think their heads are spinning? Are we going really fast? No, it's
0: fine. Okay, I mean, it's cool, just, cool, cool. we're not trying to do like a, you know, like a dissertation on Mormonism. We're <laughs> just know. giving you some like We don't... Key talking points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a little break, and then let's jump into temples and churches.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. We're back. Temples versus a church building.
0: Battle Royale. Huh? Like, you just made it sound like they were going to fight. Oh. (laughs) Like, temples were going to fight church
1: buildings. (laughs) A temple is
0: the cat's coming to clean your hair just warning.
1: oh good okay uh it is a multi-million billion dollar building mm-hmm. i don't fucking know uh ah! <laughs> the cat. cat um who that in which in which only people can enter If they are worthy. And how do you know if you're worthy? Because you have a worthiness interview first with your bishop, who is your local. He's like a pastor. He's like your minister. Right. And then you have a second interview with your stake president. And your stake president is like the minister, say, over several congregations. Right. And then you lie, or if you're just a really good Mormon, you're telling the truth, and you get your temple recommend, which is like, and Mormons hate this, but it's like a membership card, yeah. and you get to go in the temple. You walk into the front door of a Mormon temple, and you have your members your membership card. You have your temple recommend ready, right. to show the temple worker. Right. If you don't have it, or if it's expired, you don't get to go in. Right. Church building, anyone can come. It's where we do, where we did, our Sunday shit, our weekly evening stuff, all the, all the other stuff. So, what is it about temples that you have to be worthy about? What's that about?
0: So when and and the temples are the ones that you probably have seen pictures of, and they're like the big shiny ones with the big, yeah, they look like castles. Um, and then in the temple, you do special rituals and things and whatever. Um, that's also where marriages are performed. And so there's been a lot of hullabaloo in the Mor- in Mormonism about, you know, if, if someone is getting married and they want to get married in the temple, then may- and maybe there are people in their family who are not Mormon, then those people are not allowed to attend the wedding. Yep. Which is, which is obviously a big, you know... A a tricky thing to navigate for a lot of people. But they get
1: to go to the reception after and eat lots of meat.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And that rule has changed a little bit lately. Not that people can go into the temple, but that... For a long time in the United States, you couldn't get married outside the temple first and then go to the temple for your temple ceremony. Which has now changed. You can do that now. Did you know that? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I knew because that. Because
0: in other parts of the country, like where the Mormon where the temple marriage isn't recognized in the other parts of the world, I'm sorry, where the temple marriage isn't recognized by the state, you have to get married first in something that's recognized by the state, and then you go and have your temple ceiling. So your family members can all come to your wedding and then you just go to the ceiling. Yeah. Whereas in America Uh, If you got married outside of the temple, you had to wait a year before you could get married in the temple, which means that people had to choose between a temple marriage, which you are taught from childhood is like the most important thing you can do. Uh And maybe having like your mom come to your wedding or your sister or whoever in your family wasn't Mormon.
1: A temple marriage is the (coughs) pinnacle of existence. There is no Mormon religious right, R-I-T-E, that is above and beyond that. Maybe one, but we're not going to talk about that.
0: I remember being told when I was like a 12-year-old boy that, that, that your temple marriage was the most important decision you would ever make in right. your life.
1: And so when that happens at, in the Mormon religion, 19, 20, right. 21. Right. <laughs> not that that's a required age because I'm sure everyone's so fucking confused right now. Yeah. But many Mormons get married at that age.
0: Because there is such an emphasis put on marriage and how important it is that it is not uncommon for Mormons to get married very, very, very young.
1: Right. And also because you can't have sex till you're married.
0: That's true. And that's That's a big
1: motivator to just get married. Anyway. So you
0: can finally have sex.
1: Yes. And so... And then you're stuck with someone you may not be sexually compatible with for eternity. Because
0: you've never had sex with them until (laughs) you were already married.
1: Or anyone. Uh, Anyway. And so... What happens is a lot of couples are like, well, we did that. Uh and now we can kind of give up. Yeah. And they they get depressed. I mean, that's a whole another episode, right. but like think about it. You reach the pinnacle of your existence in your early 20s for most in mm-hmm. their early 20s and then you're, And then what? And then yeah. what?
0: Yeah. So, um one thing yeah. we wanted to talk about is like why it's such a big deal? Like why, you know, because a lot of people are raised Catholic and then when they're an adult, they don't, they're not really a practicing Catholic or whatever, right? you know, but, but like, why are we who are no longer in the church so obsessed with it perhaps? (laughs) Yeah. And why is it such a big deal? So give us a little on that. Because
1: it's all or nothing. And, um, we are taught that there is no, Religion that is more correct or fully restored, meaning from the Dark Ages. Right. Because that's what they teach you. Right. Then the Mormon Church. The Mormon Church is, and I will quote what has been said countless times, the only true church upon the face of the earth. And that goes for the Book of Mormon, that it's right. more true and more correct than the Bible. Right. Just because the Bible has been translated through so many hands. It's just changed hands and so many different translations. Um, And so when you're Mormon, you have to be all in, right? Like to get your temple recommend. Right. Um, If you are not a temple worthy member, and I think we talked about this last time or maybe the time before. um, It's like. I oh no, I talked about this on my Instagram story. <laughs> Being temple worthy means you're also worthy to go to heaven. Right. If you were to die in a car accident, if you had a temple recommend in your wallet, you're
0: You'd good go to you're
1: good to go. Yeah. Yeah. You're good to go.
0: And there really is no, I mean when you say it's all or nothing, there's really no wiggle room in Mormonism for like Well, there's no official wiggle room. Now now that I've left the church, I know a lot of like Active and practicing Mormons who have a lot of varying beliefs or whatever. Cherry but, picking. Yeah, but yeah. in the official doctrine of the church, you you do it all. You mm-hmm. follow all the commandments, you and and you know, you you know, recognizing that you're not perfect, but your yeah. job is to every day work hard to follow all of those commandments. Right. Which of course is impossible. Because no one can do everything perfectly. And
1: so we live we lived with constant Mormon guilt,
0: yeah, and shame,
1: right? And that shame that you weren't inundated with, with guilt. And part of being all in is you go to church every Sunday, and if you some, they will track your your attendance mm-hmm. and tell you. You know, sometimes they'll be able to tell you you've only been seventy five percent active this mm-hmm. year. That's 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 some crazy shit, right? That
0: there. was my job actually, right before I left yeah. the church. Yeah, yeah, I know. Where's to track
1: attendance. <laughs> <clears throat> your job, your calling. They My calling. They yeah, didn't pay you called. for that. No, it's
0: not a job. It's a calling, and
1: it's a calling from Heavenly Father through
0: right. through the bishop. the
1: bishop, through
0: the local leader, right? Um, and so, so you know, we kind of mentioned before, like when you leave the Mormon Church, you're sort of breaking this like eternal chain of your family, and you're breaking away from that. But when you're in the Mormon Church, you are expected to do everything right all the time. And if you're and if you mess up or you're not doing things right, then you're expected to correct it and make amends uh-huh. and move forward and. Oh, oh there's it's yeah it's it's very all or nothing
1: i was the primary president
0: which is like the class for young kids
1: so the class for kids who are ages three to twelve um you break up into into little classes but then you all come together as a primary that's the group of children that are called the primary i was the primary president in one of my congregations or Wards. There's so much. Yeah. There's so much information here. When my dad told me that it was his job, even though I was an adult, to still continue to guide me and teach me, and he said that when he was trying to tell me that I needed to do a better job of raising my children.
0: Oh, good, good.
1: And that included, and this is throw a little, like, a dash of Southern dad into Mormonism. This included the fact that I needed to spank my children more.
0: Oh, okay. That's not Mormon doctrine.
1: (laughs) But I was the primary president of my ward.
0: Right. So you were in charge of all the children. Meaning,
1: when you are called as a president of uh, one of the organizations within your ward, that means you're kind of doing everything right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least you are appearing that way. And my dad was trying to correct me. Yeah. And so it is, you, you can be all in and still have friends, family members, and leaders correcting you every step of the way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's take a little break. Let's do it. And then we'll do some little odds and ends. Okay. Let's take a break. Okay. So that's the nuts and bolts of Mormonism. We wanted to just explain uh, a couple other little topics that perhaps have come up in the past.
1: If that, very quickly. if those were the nuts and bolts of Mormonism, it's like um, we got an IKEA box to build a desk and just opened it up and just like sprayed all just the got pieces like out—three
0: pieces—but
1: <laughs> <laughs> but just completely discombobulated and fast and ridiculous. Um, anyway, there are like. Just a couple more things we are going to point on because we have mentioned them in previous episodes, and that's the whole point of this. We have mentioned things in previous episodes that may not make any goddamn sense to anyone. Since we've been talking about temples so much, we'll talk about garments.
0: Okay, do it to it.
1: So, Brother Coffee hates us so much, by the way.
0: Really, I think the wine and the corn chips have, like, (laughs) just given me a little (laughs) bit of an upset stomach. That
1: pairing, that pairing. Um, So, when you are temple-worthy, you are supposed to, instead of wearing regular undies, panties.
0: You know, from, like, the department store or whatever.
1: But this is an adult thing, not uh, not, not something that children are expected to do or are even allowed. But you wear church issued
0: garments yeah they're called garments
1: my mom would always call them temple garments they have did you get
0: them in the temple
1: they are white there are like three or four different fabrics you can get them in they're all extremely um fireproof fire repellent what would you call
0: that oh they're not fireproof at all that's a mormon myth
1: but I wonder if some of them are because of uh your friend's sister who was burned up.
0: No, they're all it's all a myth. Okay. I, I mean it's uh, we'll talk about it offline, right. but it's 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 if you were wearing any type of undergarment, it could protect you
1: oh, from the fire. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Oh, okay, good, yeah. good, good. I thought maybe they were some NASA grade shit. No, no, no. There's okay. a lot
0: of just Mormon myths about people like being in a car accident and their whole body was scratched up and banged up except the area. Covered yeah. By yeah. The yeah.
1: Grounders. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. And so and
0: essentially just to give a little visual, they go from like just above your knees uh-huh. for the pants on both men and women or
1: the, the, the lower the bottoms of the, the and the then bottoms.
0: the tops are basically like a t-shirt. They have a sleeve. Right. They can have either like a scoop neck on, Uh Well, women's are all scoop necks, but men's can have a crew neck. But anyway, it's a T-shirt, which is, this is why Mormons can't wear sleeveless items because you can't take off the garment. Right. So, I mean, you can change it. So
1: in a way, it forces you to dress, quote unquote, modestly. Right.
0: So you're, you can't wear short shorts. You can't wear a tank top. You can't, you know, wear anything with too low of a neckline because then it would show the garment.
1: The best part is there are special symbols sewn into the garment.
0: Right. They're not just screen printed on. They don't sell them on anymore.
1: Oh, they're just screen printed mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're moving on up.
1: <laughs> to the east side. Um, so.
0: And there is a, definitely a culture in Mormonism of sort of checking to see if people are wearing the garment. Oh, like, You're in the you,
1: grocery store.
0: You can see it kind of oh, under the yes. clothes, or you can see the <laughs> line in their pant leg if they're wearing like tight pants. And so there's a and then there's a lot of assumptions made about people like, well, I don't know how she was wearing that top and still wearing her garments. Oh, oh, so always. she must not be wearing her garments and then speculate, speculate, speculate. speculate. Gossip, gossip, oh, gossip, oh, you gossip. could
1: speculate in ten different directions about why someone might not be wearing their garments. But I was one of those people, Brother Coffee. Oh, I was too. And I would come home to my closeted gay husband and say, (laughs) I was just in the grocery store and I don't think so-and-so was wearing her garments. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So why do you do all this in Mormonism? So there's a whole big plan of salvation that we won't really get into, but ultimately when you die, you are judged on your worthiness and then you end up in one of three kingdoms. So the best kingdom is called the celestial kingdom and that's where like God lives.
1: And and it has been said like in the scriptures they refer to it it has the glory of the sun right. which whatever that means.
0: And then if you don't make it to the celestial and the celestial kingdom is the only kingdom where you get to remain with your spouse.
1: Right. And you only get to go to the celestial kingdom if you've been temple if you married. Have a spouse, yeah. So it's like is it the chicken or the egg yeah. it's kind of yeah. So
0: and then the next one is the telestial? terrestrial 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 kind of the middle kingdom. And it's, like, you know, for, like, kind of slackers and lazy people. (laughs) And then the bottom kingdom is the Telestial, which is for, like, evil people.
1: Right. But, you know, it's it's a double-edged sword because Joseph Smith apparently said, even about the Telestial kingdom, like, if you knew how it really was in the celestial kingdom, you would want to kill yourself to be there because it's yeah. so much better than here. So
0: Mormons don't really believe in a, in a kind of traditional Christian notion of like hell. They don't think you'd go to hell. Right. They think you have to sort of pay for your sins after you die and then you get to one of these kingdoms, which are all considered kingdoms of glory. Kingdoms of but- glory.
1: Yeah, telestials, glory of the stars, uh, terrestrial glory of the moon, and celestial glory of the sun. It's just different tiers of so
0: gay people go to the celestial kingdom <laughs> they do and then and they say that in because basically the people in the celestial kingdom become gods themselves and create their own worlds and populate them with children and then the people in the terrestrial and the celestial kingdom become their ministering angels so yep. you're like you're like the worker bees you know, the queen bees and the king bees in the yeah, celestial kingdom Right. so right. gay people are ministering angels who like decorate the planets yeah 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 and jesus the other gods made. and i
1: and i heard tell me if you heard this too, That Jesus gets to visit you If you're in the No, no, no He doesn't visit you In the terrestrial kingdom
0: No, anyone can visit down a kingdom But you can't go up a kingdom Okay So like if So if I So like You know Presuming this is all true When I end up in the celestial kingdom My mom can come and visit me Because she will be in the celestial kingdom Because she's an active Mormon Right um, And I'm a horrible person So I will be in the celestial (laughs) kingdom So she will have the opportunity To come and visit me But I will not have the opportunity To go visit her Uh huh so, and
1: then we're not going to get into this because I don't even fucking remember the details of it. But just to add crazy to crazy, there's even three different levels within the celestial kingdom. Yeah,
0: yeah. But we don't So it's a whole, it's kind of like an MLM. Like the more people, the more you sell yeah. and the more people you convert, yeah. the higher you land in the kingdoms.
1: Um, in case you, I'm eating again, sorry. In case you have seen the Book of Mormon musical, uh-huh. they talk about outer, outer darkness.
0: Oh, which okay. is none
1: of the kingdoms. And it means there's no light and you exist in no light and darkness for eternity. If, uh,
0: if you deny the if Holy you're Ghost, Jeffrey,
1: oh no, you, you, Jeffrey Dahmer is probably going go go to go celestial.
0: Yeah. You can only go to outer darkness if like you knew the truth of the gospel right. and then rejected so it. So
1: former Mormons. Yeah. 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 That's where we're going to go.
0: So um, Sister Twain wanted to explain, our first two episodes have very Mormon titles. And we wanted to just, she wanted to explain <laughs> what those were. So the so, first episode is called Tight Like Unto a Dish. Yes. And what's that?
1: <laughs> okay. So just, this is real surfacey. You can Google this shit. But in the Book of Mormon, which is total bullshit, um, <laughs> they talk about this one prophet named the brother of Jared. And the reason they always referred to him as the brother of Jared is because his name was too long.
0: His name was Mahan Ray Yes. Um
1: and so the brother of Jared. And was this at the same time of Noah?
0: No, no, no. Oh, it wasn't. No. When they but built it was those before, ships? No.
1: Oh, okay. I I, it I was thought it was.
0: Later than Noah.
1: Okay. So apparently the earth flooded another time.
0: No, he didn't flood. Well, then the... why'd
1: they make the ships?
0: <laughs> okay, I'll tell this one and <laughs> okay, you okay, tell you you the tell other tell... one. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> The whole premise of the Book of Mormon is that these these Jewish people from, you know, Israel and kind of the Middle East and Palestine sailed in boats to America. And the, and the Book of Mormon starts with the story of Nephi, who is one of those people in his family who sailed in boats. But then in the journeys of the people in the Book of Mormon, they discover a more ancient record of people who had done this even previously, who was the brother of Jared. And so the brother of Jared um came to America much, much before Nephi. He came at like the time of Jeremiah, if you're in a biblical scholar. But anyway, but when the brother of Jared came to America, they like Nephi you sort of get the impression they just sailed in like a regular sailboat or something. Right. Like a just like a, a
1: big ass boat.
0: Because we had those then. You know, yeah. historical records show that, you know, the ancient Jews built giant boats but uh-huh. anyway they didn't um but the brother of Jared for some reason God told them to build it was basically like two bowls on top of each other so it was like a little round wooden vessel mm-hmm. that was tight like unto a dish so no water could get in and then they had rocks inside that God had touched and those rocks glowed and that's how they had light right. and then basically they just like put those those little spaceships in the ocean uh-huh. and then they washed up on the shores of America like who knows how much longer later.
1: And they really did say in the scripture,
0: tight, tight like, like unto, unto a,
1: dish. a dish. So that's where the title of that first episode comes But we from. just
0: liked it because it sounded like maybe your pussy or your butthole Or my tight. asshole! It was tight like unto a dish. But
1: we all know now that my pussy's way tighter than my asshole, apparently.
0: Yeah. Um, like unto a dish. <laughs> and then the second episode...
1: We called Lehi got turnt in a tent. Now, Lehi is... One of the first prophets that is referred to in the Book of Mormon, right? Well, uh, that left Israel as a Jew. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: and sailed. Jews, boats Jews to were being
1: persecuted, and he built a boat, but it wasn't tight like unto a dish. It a was just boat. a regular old like a regular boat, regular sailboat. And he and his family and their wives and kids and whatever um, <clears throat> sailed over to America. And there uh, is a scripture that is simply, "And Lehi dwelt in a tent." Oh, yes. This is after they get to America, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, uh, I think so. That's uh, true. Maybe it's before they. say. It, it, I don't know. You know. Anyway, they had Lehi to do dwells some to the tent. camping on yeah. both
1: both continents, uh, and we even as Mormons like to make fun of that scripture. Yeah. Um, and then when he dies, don't they say? And Lehi gave up the ghost. I don't remember. I think so. I like to say that too.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: anyway, I think that explains. So we some just basis. decided
0: that it was funnier if you got turned in a tent rather than dwelt in a tent. Yeah, because the alliteration's his life, better. First of all, his
1: life sounded really boring. He had some fun dreams though.
0: He did, <laughs> which we're
1: not going to talk about. But, um.
0: So let's take a little break. That, okay, let's, and then take let's a do a right. wrap okay, up. Okay, okay. So we're back. Um, you're fine. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say so that was a very brief, chaotic, hectic overview of Mormonism. But,
1: hectic and chaotic.
0: If you are the kind of person who wants to know more, that, wow, that just made it sound like <laughs> I was about to send you a book of Mormon. But no, like if you have other questions or you've heard other things about Mormons, feel free to. Send us a voicemail on the Anchor app. You can mm-hmm. also email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail dot com. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram, which is hotdrinks, or Twitter, which is also hotdrinks. Um, and feel free to ask any crazy questions you've heard about Mormons.
1: Dudes, we didn't get into the misogyny. We didn't no, get into no, polygamy. No.
0: That this was very like fact based. It
1: was very like here's some doctrine, here's some principle, here's where we here's where we get a lot of our jokes from because yeah. we make jokes about how. When you were super drunk at Pride, you were like, I need to go home and read my book of Mormon.
0: I did? I don't remember You did that. say that, yeah. <laughs> That's cute. I was cute.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, so we hopefully this was helpful and not more confusing. <laughs> but... It, it was definitely more confusing. But if you are a Nevermo and you have questions, let us know. If you are a current Mo... And you want some resources to help you become a not current Mo, please message us and we can give you some, we can point you to some eye opening uh, resources and historical documents that will help you understand how everything you've been told in Mormonism is a lie, basically. Um, And we would love to do that.
1: We would love it.
0: So I think that's it.
1: That's it. Um, We are going to be recording an episode in two days. On Monday. With our special guest star. Oh, is it Monday?
0: Wait, I don't know. What day is it? Oh, we'll talk we'll offline. Check. we got to figure We're gonna, that out. It's going to be it's Monday. It's coming up soon.
1: We'll publish on Monday for sure. Okay. Um, anyway, special guest star, a friend of ours who is pretty well known in the community of tra- the transgender community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this person is a former Mormon, and it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be
0: great. And it's this person has
1: already broken down their story into three sections.
0: Oh. They're so prepared. I love it. Oh, yeah.
1: It. Oh, yeah. Do you want to know what the name of the three sections are? Um uh, sure. Okay. The names of the three sections. She texted me today.
0: Does she use she pronouns? I wasn't sure. Yes. Okay. She,
1: uh, she's male to female.
0: But I just didn't know what her pronouns were.
1: Part one, the egg years. Part two, the cracking Part three, the hatching. Wow,
0: this and, a, they sound like a like a fantastic YA novel she trilogy. She said,
1: "Part two is the part with hella trauma and anxiety about all the shit that went down during my marriage."
0: I didn't know she had been married. Oh, oh you guys, yes. I'm so excited. Anyway, so that's okay. going to be a great episode. Um, we're trying to keep the short, so it's an actual breve, <laughs> Sister Twain. We gotta go. We gotta go. Do you have anything else to add? No, no, no. What's on your to do list for this week? Well, <laughs> is that a thing we do? <laughs>
1: oh my God! It's the end of the week. I have to have drinks with C Jane, C Jane, Christ, Jesus. We,
0: we're having drinks tonight with C Jane, Christ, and C and D, and with C and D. Yeah. Although, really, after the wine and corn chips, like I'm feeling a little, a <laughs> little unsure.
1: Um, I, I'm gonna drink some water, and then I'll probably just go with some wine. Some red wine later. Okay. With the with the friends. And then uh, tomorrow I'm having new headshots done.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I am going to get drinks with you. <laughs> and then tomorrow um, I'm meeting up with a friend. It's going to be fun.
1: Um, What?
0: I'll tell you offline. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay. So, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, like and subscribe down below, y'all. I don't know. Is that what they say on YouTube?
1: <laughs> that sounds like sexual. But
0: write us a review. <laughs> hot drinks for the belly. At @gmail.com like all the things tell your friends tell your nevermos tell your postmos tell your exmos tell your homos hot
1: drinks and we're working on a patron it's patreon but i say patron yeah we're working on it
0: i think like our yeah we're working on that but i i did you hear what i just said tell your nevermos tell your postmos tell your exmos tell your homos like i think that should be like like a little like a thing we wrap up with like
1: an outro like an outro oh my god tell your
0: tell your friends tell your nevermos tell your exmos tell your Postmo's until you're homo's. Homos.
1: All right, I like that. Okay, Okay. love you all.